This is episode 14 with Young Echo Warrior, Cree Lopez. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You podcast. Each week, we give you an inspirational person or message designed to empower you to go further faster. My name is Jessie and this is another day to inspire all Filipinos around the world. So what are we waiting for? Let's get this started. Making a difference while making a profit. That is what we learned on the first part of our interview with Cree Reyes Lopez. Through her initiative, she was able to help the disadvantaged Filipino youth and the environment by promoting the use of natural and biodegradable products. Cree is also a young mother of two, which reflects her character of being a caring person. On the second part of this interview, we will get to know more about Cree and the funny side of her. Let's listen to her inspiring story with Mike. So this is the fun part of the show. Okay. And you can say no. You can skip any of these questions. Okay. Where it, sure. If you believe it's inappropriate. Okay. But if you were, in theory, mm-hmm. to punch someone in the face, <laughs> who would that be? Oh my gosh. You know what? The perpetrators of our kids, mm-hmm. the pimps, the perpetrators, mm-hmm. the rapists, the, I mm-hmm. would punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. Good. No qualms, I would. But then I'm not a good puncher, so I would hire someone to punch. <laughs> I'd hire Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> what makes you angry? Um, bigotry makes me angry. Mm. Yeah, bigotry, you know, prejudice, um, that makes me angry. Mm. Is there something that you're trying to master right now that others would find of interest in terms of a, maybe a knowledge or skill or art? What are you trying to take to the next level right well, now? Right now, our business is growing, so I'm trying to be a better business leader, mm. um, which is tough because I'm a, over the years, I've become more creative than, but then I'm an engineer. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do now. I always look to books. I look to people um, to kind of develop whatever I want to develop. So that's what I'm focusing on now, or at least I will after mm. My maternity leave is really trying to become a better leader for this organization. Mm. Is there any book in particular that has helped you or is helping you I've right read, now? Yeah, well, I've read quite a bit. I always like books that talk about how, and you've mentioned this already, how you become a part of something bigger than yourself. Mm. That has stuck to me. It was an old book I read years ago called Built to Last. That stuck to me. Jim Collins? Yes. Yeah. So, right, it's putting up a company that is based on values and that represents something bigger than you. And I always tell this to my team. I said, this isn't anymore about me or my vision. It's about this idea that we can create something profitable and yet make such a big impact socially. Um, And we're all like stewards of this idea already Mm -hmm. together. It's not anymore about me. So that's how I look at it. The other thing I'm doing now is we're hiring really top-notch managers for the company people who are smarter than me better than me at what they're doing um, i'm a big believer in that mm. but i'm also intimidated by the situation because oh no here are people better than me how do i lead them so that's why i have to kind of go back to the books and see <laughs> see how to do this no, I, i appreciate the vulnerability yeah. in terms of realizing that the more you grow you become it's an almost 
you become the biggest obstacle to the growth of the yes. organization. And I really try to get rid of my ego. And I always tell that to my managers. I have no ego, so it's okay with me if, you know, you would rather report to this person than I do. And, you know, things like that. Yeah. Mm. Has there anything, if you just take this year, or you can, you can answer it in whatever time frame you choose, but anything that has surprised you about yourself on the journey? Hmm. Well, I'm definitely, I've grown so much since seven years ago. Um, I'm a lot more confrontational. <laughs> I used to practice when I had to talk to a kid and reprimand her. I used to practice in the bathroom the night before because it was just so difficult for me. And now it's like I could do it with my eyes closed. So I guess I'm surprised with how far I've grown <laughs> over the seven years. And I guess it goes to show, and this is your mantra, that people can really become better versions of themselves. It's incredible. Mm. Just by you know practicing and keeping at it. Mm. I appreciate that. Thank you. So the next section is productivity. Okay. And as an engineer, I expect lots and lots of productivity. <laughs> oh, God. <hits>. Yeah. <laughs> but for you personally, and you can, but I'll ask, maybe just ask you to highlight one, or you can pick two. Mm-hmm. But is there a productivity habit that you practice that others would benefit from? Trying to be on time, punctuality. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, something minor, but major, something major as well. Let's see. I'm very OC, <laughs> obsessive compulsive. So, yeah, that's one thing I guess other people will benefit from me as a leader. I don't know. I really try to kind of like try to both micromanage and macromanage at the same time. So try to be detailed, but also try to see the big picture at the same time. Mm. So I think and that's a skill that maybe is more important for leaders. Yeah. So that's that's what I try to be. Mm. I, don't, I, I don't claim it. Yeah. yeah. The kind of follow-up question for that is in terms of, because I believe the most powerful thing, word in productivity is the word no. Mm-hmm. So for you, could you say, I'm sure something or someone that you have had to say no to, or some distractions that you have to say no to, that has helped you the most? Whew. Well, I think, I don't know if this is the, a right answer, but being hard on the managers in the office, so meaning maybe letting go of them when they're not being productive or giving honest performance appraisals. Mm. It's not necessarily saying no, but it's more being honest and keeping it real and Mm. letting them know you're not hitting the mark. It's very difficult, especially for us Filipinos to do that. Mm. And I think that that has helped us a lot in the company. Mm. Was that your question? Sorry, it was the question again. No, say no. Yeah. This is a great answer because... I guess you're, if I'm hearing from you correctly, it's culturally acceptable to tolerate mediocrity. Yes, we are toxic pleasers. So toxic, we, okay, yeah, yeah, so we cannot. We always wanna be nice and say yes all the time. So it's not culturally for us. I think for you guys, it's easy to say, ah, you're not doing your work properly. Here, it's not. So I take it as a feat for us to be able to do it. At least for me to be able to do it to my direct reports and then hopefully it'll cascade down. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I remember you actually triggering some advice. One of the worst things a leader can do is to keep the wrong people in the organization. Yes. And because there, sometimes a leader's inaction speaks louder than any words or action they take. Let me, I, I didn't share this in the script, but it was a question I was asked last night. Okay. And you can, I can answer it as well. But it was a good friend of mine who asked me, because I really believe that the private victory 
comes before the public victory. So the public victory is, oh, look how successful Messi Bessi is. Look at the young adults that it's impacting positively. And what the, I know for sure there's been many, many private victories behind the scenes when no one is looking that you had to go through yeah. to get that public success, public victories. Is there, if you, you want to look back on this year or on the journey, is there a particular private victory? This is the battle in your own mind yeah. that, that this helped you the most over. Well, uh, it's hard to just pinpoint one, but we have so many milestones that I consider private victories. Like mm. when we got to college to partner with, I mean, we, we, cry, we all cried when that happened. So you couldn't believe it could happen when we had our first batch of college callers. And then a second, that was such a big victory for me because if there's a second batch, it means it's working. Mm. When we have our high school, like we have this one guy named Edwin who had no hopes for himself. And frankly, all of us weren't sure as well how far he could go. We made him take the high school um, diploma equivalency test here two years ago and we failed. Mm. And we weren't surprised that he did. So we tried again. And this time he passed. And we only found out last month, I think, or two months ago. And everyone was weeping because we couldn't believe it. So that's a little private victory. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. And we all couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those little milestones are private victories for yeah. us. No, oh, excellent. I love that. Yeah. So the last section of the show, I've got three more questions. For okay. You. And this question is on the Philippines. Okay. And the Filipino people. Okay. And both here and around the world. Okay. OFWs. What is your dream for this country and its people? Well, my dream first is for the government to shape up. I mean, I don't want to put the blame on them a lot. I'm a big believer in we have to do our part as well. But after seven years of running a business, I still have to say that the most frustrating part of my work is dealing with the government. The inefficiencies, the corruption, it's really so stressful and so disheartening. So I would love for that to, I'm not saying to eradicate corruption, I don't think it'll ever go away, but at least to keep it at bay for us small businesses to be able to thrive better and survive better. And then my hope for the Philippines too, I heard we're very, we're at the forefront of this whole social entrepreneurship thing which is great. And I hope that in time, you can't even tell a business from a foundation. That's my dream for the world, mm. right? That you can't tell which, and it's happening already. I mean, you see all these forward thinking companies um, and you don't know anymore if they're a foundation or a business. And mm. that's, that's where I'd want everyone to go. Mm. So moving away from traditional philanthropy and into social entrepreneurism. Yeah, and even from the typical profit-maximizing corporations to really companies that are heavy in trying to become more impactful. Mm, fantastic. Great answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so now I want you to take you back. I want you to visualize. You can close your eyes if you need to. <laughs> you visualize the 20-year-old Creek. Oh, gosh. You okay. remember her? Yes. All her dreams. I was a lot so... more fun then. <laughs> <laughs> if you were... And to go back to her, just to speak to her for five minutes, mm -hmm. what would you say to her? I would say, keep partying, enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> I would say not to worry too much because I, I think on the outside, at least at that time, although I was very, you know, I was like a party girl and fun loving and all that. I was always so worried about what I was going to do mm. to a fault. So I would, I would tell her just to chill and it's going to come. 
And I think that's typical for 20-year-olds, right? Like you're so, you come out of college and you're so pressured to find that passion in quotes and to make money as well and to find your passion. And, you know, now looking back, I'm like, forget that. Just keep going and just trust that you're going to get there somehow. Mm. Steve Jobs, I love him when he said, connect the dots. Um, he said, you're going to go through things that may not make sense to you, but you're going to find out later on that it's going to make sense. Um, for example, I think he dropped out of school and then he took a typography class. He wasn't sure why, but he did. Mm. And then Apple became known for their beautiful fonts as compared to Microsoft and all of that. So that's how it happened. I didn't like engineering the whole time I was in university. I didn't like it at all. Every semester I wanted to shift. Um, but now I've, I see that I've used it so much. So just chill out. 20-year-old Cree, just chill out. Everything has its purpose. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so last question. This show is called The Best of You. We want to help Filipinos all around the world go further, faster. Mm -hmm. What is your final advice to our listeners on how they can become the best version of themselves? Well, I think, and I'm just speaking from my experience. For me, I think you have to be true to yourself. It sounds very cliche, but I mean it because people don't know this about me, but I actually didn't like it that I wanted to be a social entrepreneur and to be into social. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was cool enough. I thought, why can't I be in fashion or in finance or something prettier? And I thought I was cursed. Like, why, why do I want to do this? So, but then it was when I gave into it, I caved in and gave into it. That was when I became happiest. So just be true to yourself because, you know, that's where you'll become happy and you'll thrive. So for me now, it doesn't feel like work. And I'm sure that's what people want to achieve in life, to do something that doesn't feel like work, that pays you, and then that makes a difference in others. It's perfect. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Craig. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you so much. There you have it, folks. More inspiring messages from Cree. I couldn't agree more when she said that several companies nowadays are now after social impact. Well, I believe good things comes to those who care. As Mike always says, the secret of living is giving. Share what you have and live a life with less worries. Nothing can ever compensate the feeling of fulfillment when you have helped others. What about you? What are your takeaways on this interview, which which will help you become a better version of you. Share it on the comment section. Check out our show notes at bestofyou.ph and don't forget to rate and review so we can make this better for you. If you don't want to miss any episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or tune in. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash bestofyou.ph Follow us on Twitter at bestofyou underscore ph and Instagram at bestofyou.ph Share the most inspiring stories you've heard from Best of You. If you are an individual or organization who aims to make a difference and transform each Filipino to be a better version of themselves, we want to explore a partnership with you. Let's work together to achieve our vision. Email us now through Mike Rogan at mike at bestofyou.ph. That's all for today. Watch out for our next episode. This is Jesse, and this is Best of You, inspiring Filipinos go further faster.